Welcome back into the Tide Talk Podcast on the Believe Podcast Network. I'm your host, Stacey Blackwood, once again, joined by my good buddy, Jake Thomas. Jake, what's up, buddy? Man, I'm doing great, Stacey. Uh, good to be on tonight. And uh, as always, at Tide Talk Podcast, you'll never have to worry about mustard being thrown on you. <laughs> no, no <laughs> golf balls, no mustard, no <laughs> bottles of water. Uh, we, we try to keep it uh, safe and family-friendly here on the Tide Talk Podcast. Well, I don't know about family-friendly. Sometimes uh, we kind of yeah, get out yeah. of hand there. but Right. <laughs> but uh, I, I just want to say real quick before we jump in that I think it's an absolute ludicrous that uh, our queen, Montana Faust, didn't win homecoming queen. Oh, uh, I mean, yeah. I mean, that's awful. Just, yeah. I mean, you, you summed it up. That's a joke. Uh, it's that her not being homecoming queen is about as ludicrous as the SEC officials. Yeah, pretty much. But that's enough on the officials. <laughs> we can harp on that forever. Well, yeah, we, we hammered on them pretty good earlier this week, and we'll we'll kind of leave it at that. But uh, as always, this this episode is brought to you by BetOnline.ag. You know, football season's underway. That's college, pro. The NBA is is in full swing now. Most teams have played at least one game. Uh, Major League Baseball is in a great playoff run right now. Our Atlanta Braves are one win away from heading to the World Series. So hopefully they can get that done tomorrow night. Max Scherzer will not be starting for the Dodgers tomorrow night. So that is big news out of L.A. So we'll kind of see what happens there. But if you want to place a bet on the Braves – on Alabama, or just any NFL team, NBA team, or college football team, betonline.ag is the place to go. Head on over to their all-new upgraded website, whether that's on the on your computer or on your mobile device. Sign up today and receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit using the promo code BELIEVE50. Betonline.ag, your online sportsbook experts. All right, Jake, we got that out of the way. We got a good show tonight because we're going to be talking about this great matchup between Alabama and Tennessee, Jake. It's a, a rivalry, really, that I think me and you both feel like it's it's Alabama's biggest rival. I don't care yeah. what uh, other people say. I know the Auburn game is in state, but as far as uh, hatred, I think I can't remember who said it. I want, I feel like it may be Derrick Henry. Somebody said that you know we hate Auburn because we have to hate Auburn. Mm-hmm. We hate Tennessee because we want to hate Tennessee. That's right. That's it's exactly just right. we hate those guys. Philip Fulmer uh, is maybe a human that I cannot stand more than any other human. Mm-hmm. Uh, so the hatred for them runs deep. Uh, so it, it just kind of feels like the biggest rivalry to me. And uh, I cannot say that word, so I have to really slow it down when I get there. <laughs> yeah. it, it's kind of tough. But, yeah, they're snitches uh, and, and blah, 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 everything else that guy said. It's like a – it's like a garbage truck convention up there, which, I mean, obviously they showed that last week, but, I mean, my gracious. But, yeah, we, you know, this, this is our biggest rival, I, I believe. And and I, I know little brother don't want to hear that, but it, the truth's the truth. Yeah, so I, I want to pose a question. Each episode we try to pose a question for, for everybody to jump in the YouTube comment section and kind of give their answer. And the question is, is Alabama – and Tennessee, the biggest rivalry is Tennessee Alabama's biggest rival. That's that's really the best way to phrase it. So if if you think Alabama or Tennessee is Alabama's biggest rival, put Y for yes or N for no there in the comment section. All right, Jake, let's just let's just go ahead and dive right into the game. Uh, look at Tennessee, Jake. When you when you look at their 
offense, of course. Hendon Hooker took over for uh, for what was that? What's a uh, uh, Milton? Joe, Joe Milton. Joe Milton. Yeah, I could not think of his first name. Joe uh, Milton. After, the third. After, yeah, after the first couple of games, you know, Milton. It's not that he was just terrible, Jake, but he just his deep ball accuracy was was not good. I mean, he he would overthrow everybody, and and in come Hendon Hooker and. Not only is he completing a better uh, completion percentage on his passes, but he, he's his ability to run the ball is, is a weapon for that offense as well. What do you see when you when you look at this Tennessee offense? Yeah, well, when Hooker come in, it it pretty much started clicking like a well oiled machine on that offensive side of the ball. Um, you know, I haven't watched a lot of Tennessee this year. I did watch the game last week, um, but I mean. Hooker is just a just a different different animal than, than Joe Milton. He's more accurate and and uh, he's got uh, got a little bit of uh, mobility too, so he can escape the pocket and uh, and get outside if he needs to to make a play. And uh, I, I think it, it's going to be a good challenge for for Alabama. Now I know he probably won't be a hundred percent because I mean he does have that lingering. I think it's a, a knee, ankle, calf, something like that that's bothering him. That he got hurt late in the game last week. Right. But he's not. I mean, he's not going to be a hundred percent. But he's still going. I think still be effective enough that we're we're going to need to, you know, get get after him a couple of plays. And, and you know, I, I don't like to hurt anybody. But I mean, you know, I, I don't want to see him get hurt. But we gotta have to scare him a little bit. I should say, you know. Yeah, to, yeah. Make him make him think a little bit about about it before he starts taking off and running a good run. Right. And yeah. you know, that's really a key to the game. I think there's two keys to this game. And, and kind of both of them have a lot to do with what happened last weekend against Ole Miss. Like you mentioned, Hooker went down late in that game with a, with a lower leg injury. Not really sure how healthy he is, but he's by and far the best option for Tennessee at quarterback because of his mobility and because of his accuracy compared to, to Joe Milton. But the other thing is defensively, Tennessee played 101 snaps uh, last week against Ole Miss. And you know that's that's going to be that's going to take a a toll on those defensive players for Tennessee. You know, you know they have some solid players, but they're not that deep. Uh, so that's a that's a that's a hundred and one plays is a lot. That's a I mean, that's about six quarters of action really. So they really played about a game wow. and a half uh, last week. Tennessee's defense did. So I think that's going to come up huge, especially you know after the second quarter or so of the game. You could start seeing that Tennessee defense be wore out. You know, this is going to be their eighth game in a row. They have not had a bye week yet, so they're like Alabama, no bye week yet. They're coming off a game where their defense played 101 snaps. So I think that's something to look out for too. Yeah, I was going to mention that uh, I know our our coaches uh, know that, and I, I expect to see Brian Robinson run the ball a lot early, try to try to get them wore down, and like you said, by the second quarter. I mean, you probably see some shaky legs out there, and uh, you know, like you said, they don't have the depth to 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 just rotate guys out like like Alabama has. So right. we we kind of keep fresh players, but Tennessee don't have that luxury yet. And I think Josh Hopple is going to do a good job for them. Uh, it's going to take time to build depth, but um, but yeah, I, I I think we'll see a lot of Brian Robinson early in the game to try to try to you know extend play you know extend plays and keep that defense on the field and make them make them tired later in the game. Yeah, and and I, I gotta be I gotta admit something. I, I'm really surprised at how well Tennessee has played so far this year. Yeah. Uh, Josh Heupel's done a really good job for them. 
Uh, and I'll be honest with you, I, that's really shocking to me. I, I didn't think he was going to be able to get it done. But Hendon Hooker has been a pleasant surprise for that offense. And I don't think they're four and three right now and, and had a really good chance of, of beating Ole Miss last week without Hendon Hooker and his and the play that he's, you know, played the last three games or what four games that he started. Yeah. So yeah. he's he's really turned things around for that Tennessee offense and he's a big part of what they do. And and you know, if he's not hundred percent healthy, that's that's kind of good news for Alabama's defense because he's he's a tough guy to, to prepare for defensively and a and a tough guy to defend. Absolutely. And you know, you got to think if, if Hooker was in the game against Pittsburgh, that game could have gone differently in Tennessee's favor. And uh, Pittsburgh is probably one of the best teams in the ACC since Clemson's kind of struggling this year. So Yeah, and, that, uh, they, and Clemson actually goes to Pittsburgh mm-hmm. this weekend to play. So yeah, uh, you know. uh, Clemson may be getting that third L on the season. Um, that's, a, that's a story for another day. But what an interesting right. season there uh, in Clemson, South Carolina. But, Absolutely. Uh, uh, We've talked a lot about Hendon Hooker and and how well he's played for Tennessee and how he's kind of carried that offense. Uh, they do have a good running game. I can't I can't think of the running back's name right I now. I can't either. Yeah. But uh, he's a he, he's a good player. They got a couple wideouts. Uh, Vellis Jones Jr.'s played well for them, uh, and they got a kid. He caught a touchdown pass actually last year against us, but his name slipped in my mind. Uh, just so, just full disclosure. Uh, we are recording this like almost at midnight, so uh, it's really late. It's been a long day, a long week for each of us, but we wanted to get a podcast out. But uh, right. so, so some names are not coming to us right away. But uh, Tennessee offensively is going to be a challenge for Alabama. And when I say a challenge, what I mean, it's not going to be like last week against Mississippi State where uh, you're playing a one-dimensional team. Tennessee is not a one-dimensional team. Right. They have they have the ability to not only run the ball with a good running back, but they have a quarterback that can make plays with his feet as well, and he's also an accurate passer. So there, there's going to be some plays made by that Tennessee offense. So uh, I think it's important for, for Alabama's defense to play fundamental, sound, disciplined football against Tennessee. And if they do that, they should be okay. Absolutely. And since we're, it seems like we're talking about the defense side of the ball, I – you know, me, me and a guy at work has been talking all week about it. But, you know, I, I've been very disappointed in our defensive line effort this this year. Yeah. You know, them guys have got to step up. And, and you know, this is a, a great – a great you know, it's any time to do it. It's it's time to, to start, you know, bullying some offensive lines around that I know you're capable of doing, but you hadn't shown it yet, you know. So, you know, we got we – got, Dudes down there. I mean, we got Mathis. We, you know, Justin Avoid, but he has been absolutely nowhere this year. I mean, he's a distant memory because you don't ever hear his name, on, you know, on the stat sheet. Uh, LeBron Ray, I know he's dealt with injuries, but you know, I think he's finally getting healthy now. We're going to be without Byron Young, it sounds like, uh, for for this week. But I mean, it's time for these these guys on the defensive line to, to step up and and make a couple plays this week. Yeah, I mean, I, I'm with you. Outside of Fedarian Mathis, there really hasn't been any plays made uh, by the interior defensive line. I mean, you, you mentioned them, Justin Aboyby, LeBron Ray. Of course, LeBron Ray makes sense because he's really just now getting back into the line, right. you know, on a on a pretty consistent basis. So we can kind of see what he does moving forward. But Justin Aboyby needs to make plays. Tim Smith needs to make plays. Mm-hmm. Uh, like you mentioned, Byron Young is nicked up now. We'll see kind of who kind of takes his – spot this week so i really i'm with you i want to see some plays by that interior defensive line we know what will anderson can do uh, we know what the guys in the back end can do uh 
Jordan Battle showed last week that he might be ready to take that next step. I hope that he takes that next step and continues to be a playmaker for that defense because that is something you need if you, if you want to win a championship. So uh, defensively, I'm with you. I, I want to see the interior defensive line make plays in the backfield. Absolutely. And uh, fun, <laughs> funny thing, you know, every time that LeBron Ray gets on the field, his number's like, what, like 11 or 18 or something. 18. I'm like, yeah, I'm like, I'm like, who is 18? And then it says Ray. I'm like, why is a defensive lineman got 18? You know, but it's fine. I don't know how they how they go about getting jerseys and stuff, but that's just funny that you see number 18 on a defensive line. But defensively, you know, I, again, we talked about uh, that this could be another game that mm-hmm. they need to show up and show out just to prove, you know, that yeah, we're we're back to being you know out an Alabama type defense and. Uh, I don't know if we mentioned it on our review show with Mississippi State game, but I was going going to say that um, you know the missed tackles that there wasn't hardly any missed tackles this week it seemed like or this past right. week, so I hope that's getting cleared up a little bit because that kind of hindered us uh, early in the season, and uh, it just seems like we're finally getting getting fundamentally sound as you would call it. So uh, you know I just hope we continue to improve because you know we still got some. Tests of, uh, ahead of us, and I yeah, mean, for sure. Saturday night, for sure. I mean, I, I'm with you. Just defensively, just play fundamental football, break down, make the open field tackle, and, and play play assignment football. Don't don't have blown coverages. Right. You know, don't don't miss the open field tackle when you can stop the ball carrier for three yards instead of thirteen. So, mm-hmm. uh, if they do that, they'll be just fine. They'll be one of the best defenses in the country. So. Hopefully that they can continue to make that progress that they started last week against Mississippi State, and we'll kind of see how that turns out. But uh, offensively for Alabama, Jake, um, what are you expecting to see? Uh, Bryce Young, it seems like every game we talk about, he's you know 70% completion percentage for 300-plus yards and a couple touchdowns. So are you expecting that, that type of performance again? How, how do you think Bill O'Brien is going to call the game this weekend? Like I said uh, earlier, I believe that we're going to see a lot of Brian Robinson, Roy Dale Williams type deal just, you know, because like you said, Tennessee had 101 snaps on defense last week. So, you know, they're they're going to – they may have gotten a little bit of rest, but practicing all week, you know, they, they may come in on jello legs. Who knows? Uh, but then again, they may come, they may come out strong and, uh, and seeking, you know, seeking revenge since they haven't won, what, 13 games? 14, so, 14, four, in a four, row. 14 in a row. So, I mean, they, they may they may have a chip on their shoulder. But, you know, I can see Bryce having a big game as well just because Bryce is doing Bryce things right now. And uh, I, I just – I hope that Latou and Billingsley can, can step up because they've been struggling here lately. And, uh, you know, I feel like we may need them because it feels like, you know, everybody is going to start – Honing in on Mechie and and Williams, we just got to get the third option out there. And Billings and Latou could can be it. They just got to make the plays when the when they when their times call. Yeah, I'm glad you brought those two names up because that that's the two guys that I I want to watch most on Saturday mm-hmm. because the last what three weeks maybe yeah. uh, they have just been no shows. Mm-hmm. So. It's time for those guys to to make some plays again. Well, they they shown early in the season what they can do, but it's about that consistency and performance. And Coach Saban talks about that all the time. That's what he harps on more than anything else is consistency and performance. So, uh, whatever the reason is of why they're struggling, I don't know. 
But it's time for those guys to play more consistent ball because, like you said, teams are going to be focusing in on Mechie. They're going to be focusing in on Williams. So can Trayshawn Holden, Slade Bolden, Cameron Latou, and Jaleel Billingsley kind of pick up the slack when those two guys are, you know, garnering all the attention from the opposing defenses. So I'm with you. I think those two guys are very important moving forward for this offense because you kind of know what you have in everybody else. Right. Because everybody else has kind of played, for the most part, you know, pretty consistently all year long. Bryce Young has been solid all year. B-Rob has been solid pretty much for the entire season. Uh, Rodell Williams is, is showing that he can be a consistent playmaker. Uh, the offensive line gets better and better each and every game. Yep. Uh, John Mechie had his first 100-yard receiving game last week. Jamison Williams has been the most consistent guy out wide all year. So it's really about Latou and Billingsley and those two guys being consistent for Bryce Young and making plays for the offense. Absolutely. I'm glad you brought up the offensive line because that's what I was going to go to next. Uh, Like you said, they have improved each and every week. Uh, We've got those two monsters on the left-hand side, uh, Neil and uh, Cohen, and they're they're playing lights out. Uh, Dalcourt, it seems like he's getting his snaps uh, honed in a little bit better, which is great to see. And the right-hand side, uh, Ekior and um, – Owens, they're they're starting to play a little bit better. I don't think Owens gave up a sack last week, if I remember correctly. So uh, it's, I think it's finally getting a little bit better, uh, offensive line wise. Yeah, hey, I, you know, people have talked about Emil Ekior a little bit this year, how he's not performing as well well as he did last year. I just want to remind you that the two guys that he was playing in between last year are both now starters in the NFL. Landon Dickerson was at center, <laughs> yeah. and Alex Le- – and, and I mean, well, not the one guy. One guy – the other guy was Evan Neal, who's yeah. going to be a top-five pick this next year in the draft. So, he was playing yeah. between Evan Neal and Landon Dickerson. <laughs> yeah. So, I mean, it's it's a little different now. Now he's playing bet- between a guy who's still learning how to play right tackle in Chris mm-hmm. Owens and a guy who's made, what, seven starts at center now in college football. So yeah. – that's that's a big change. So mm-hmm. a lot more has been put on Emil Ekior this year. And, you know, he's, it's not that he's been bad. It's just that when you notice things more when you're not playing beside two NFL starters. And that's right. what Neil and Landon Dickerson are. So that's the, that's the difference from last year. Ekior hasn't become a worse player. Mm-hmm. You know, he's he's probably a better player now. But yeah. he's not. he don't have better dudes around him like he did last year. Absolutely, and uh, you know I'm not I'm not going to bash him. I, I couldn't believe that people were saying that he's kind of kind of stunk it up this year because I, I don't think he has. I mean, like we said, you know, Owens seems like he was our weakest link on the on the offensive line, but now he's he's finally honing it in, and it's you know if they if they start gelling like they are right now, they're, they're going to be dangerous. You know, later in the season, that's great to see because I think they're finally getting right, and, and that offense is coming alive. So, well, and, he, and like everything else, when it's Alabama, it's put under a magnifying glass. Oh, so the yeah. offensive line has not been as bad this year as what it's been made out to be. Right. So, I mean, it's just it, like everything. It's it's blown out of proportion a little bit. Now, it's not it's not been as good as it should be, but it hasn't been awful. I mean, 90 percent of college programs would trade our offensive line for theirs right now. So, oh, yeah, uh, ask Clemson if they, if they would like to have. Uh, Chris Owens and Emil Ekior on that starting offensive line for them. I, I guarantee they would like to trade quarterbacks, that's for sure. <laughs> uh, yeah. Well, uh, most every team in the country would. Right, absolutely. Maybe besides Ole Miss, but, you know. But, uh, yeah, it's, yeah. I, I believe that um, 
that that the offense is is starting to gel like like I believe they they can. And uh, you know, I, I said it uh, on uh, our show last night, um, best of the best of the West uh, that we do and or that I do. But um, you know, I, I of course being an Alabama fan, I want to see Alabama get in the SEC championship game. Because, like I said, I want to see Georgia play an offense like Alabama's. Yeah. Because when Alabama's clicking on on offense, I don't think anybody can stop, and I don't think we can be beat. If we just haven't clicked as well as we could yet, I think offensively, there's still plenty of time to though. It's a work in progress, Jake, because because mm-hmm. of all the the new faces, right? And now those new faces are starting to become to become you know, more recognizable faces. So the, the further the season goes along, the the, the better they're going to be. And uh, I, I have full confidence in this team that they can, they can compete with anybody in the country, you know, including Georgia. So uh, I have all the confidence in the world in this team. I think they have a chance to, to, to win the championship. Uh, it's just a matter of, of taking it one game at a time and improving each and every week. Absolutely. And I was going to ask you uh, real quick, because I asked uh, Kevin on the show last night, you know, we've, we're within two weeks of the actual BCS rankings being put out by the actual college football Dominion, playoff. College, college football playoff by the <laughs> actual people. You yeah. know, and and it's all about you know rankings. Mm-hmm. And I asked him last night. I said, "This is what makes it different having humans looking at that than computers, because." I'm not trying to be a homer, but to me, I believe Alabama is better than than um, whoever third is in, in, in Cincinnati. That's just yes. my that's just my yes. personal opinion. I guarantee, so. I guarantee, you, if Alabama still only has the one loss to A and M, they will be the number two team in the country. I agree, one hundred percent. They may be number three behind Oklahoma, mm-hmm. maybe, but they're not going to be behind Cincinnati. I, I would, I would almost be willing to bet the house on it. Yeah, I, I agree, too, because, you know, I, I just feel like you put Alabama and Cincinnati on a neutral field or a, or a home-and-home home or way away, whatever, it's Alabama blows them out Yeah, each yeah. time. So, Yeah, I'm, I'm with you on that. Uh, but that, that's going to be a lot of fun to talk about that here in a couple of weeks, I believe. What's yeah. it like November 6th or 7th when the first first rankings November come out? 6th, maybe 2nd. I can't remember. But, yeah, yeah it's, so, it's like a couple of weeks. Yeah. Well, Jake, I, we, we've talked about the game a little bit. Uh, I think it's time now to kind of give our score predictions, um, and I guess you can give you give your offensive and defensive MVPs. Uh, let's say this. Let's let's make a caveat: no Bryce Young on offense, and no Will Anderson on defense. <laughs> fair, fair enough. Um, my my score prediction: I think Alabama wins. 42 to 17. I I still think they covered because I don't think Hendon Hooker is is going to be healthy, healthy. If it was healthy, healthy, it might be a closer game, but I think they they still cover. Uh, maybe four. I'll go 45 17. But um, uh, offensively, I I will pick. Um, I'm gonna pick uh, Williams. I think Williams will have a, have a big game. Okay. Uh, this this week and um, defensively, I'm going to go with um, I'm going to go with uh, Toa Toa. I think uh, you know he's he's starting to play a little bit better. He had 14 tackles last week, 
and I like to see him build on it. So I'm going to go with him this week. All right. I like it. I like it. Yeah. I'm, I'm right there with you in a score prediction. I think if, if Hooker was a hundred percent healthy, you could possibly see Tennessee get to around 20 points or so 21, but without Hooker being a hundred percent, I'm going to say Alabama wins 48, 13. Uh, so we're, we're pretty much right there in the same neighborhood. Uh, offensively, I'm going to go with, uh, with, uh, John Mechie. We're both going with wide receivers. I'm going to go with Mechie. It seems like he's starting to, to just build confidence and, yep. and become a better player each and every week. So, and I seen today that he is tied for first in the country for for uh, most broken tackles by a wide receiver. I didn't know uh, that. So that that's that's a pretty interesting stat. So um, I'm I'm looking for Mechie to have a big game again this week. And defensively, I'm going to go with the guy beside Henry Toto. I'm going to go Christian Harris. Uh, he's he's kind of fallen off the map a little bit the last month or so. Yeah, uh, it's time for him to rebound. So, uh, I, I wanted to go with Toa Toa because he's playing against his former team, but you took him, so I'm going to take the guy that lines up beside him there on the defense with in Christian Harris. I think you'll have a bounce back game this week against the Vols. Yeah, it's um, you know it's funny we're going wide receivers and linebackers this week, you know. So yeah, um, but yeah, well, I, I just I'm just ready for for the game to be here. You know, it's going to be going to be a great game. Uh, it's going to be under, under those incredible lights at T-Town. T-Town is going to be rocking, and uh, I, I'm excited because I'm not going to be there. You know, I'll be there in spirit, but I'm going yeah. to be sitting in my recliner watching it. That's right. So I, I don't have to get hit by by golf balls and and <laughs> mustard bottles and bottle or water bottles and everything else. <laughs> real, real quick, I was I don't think we mentioned it uh, the other night, but. Uh, if I remember correctly, I saw uh, like Saban's press conference. Somebody brought up about Will Anderson about um, about him giving a hundred percent, and Saban, you know, kind of you know laughed and said, "Well, I asked him if he can give one hundred ten percent now." You know, I, I love that. You know, yeah. because Saban wants if you give a hundred percent, he wants you to give one hundred ten percent. You get one hundred ten, you get one hundred twenty. I mean, just keep getting better, and 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 that's what I love to see. And that's what Saban wants him to do. Yeah, and Anderson has that that kind of dog mentality, man. Oh, it's man. it's all business with Will Anderson. <laughs> yeah, it is. And if we can get everybody on that team to make it a business, you know, yeah, on, on Saturday nights and Saturdays, we'll we'll be in great shape. That's right. All right, guys. Hey, that's going to do it for today's episode. Appreciate everybody watching. Once again, this episode is brought to you by betonline.ag. We appreciate that partnership that we have with those guys through the Believe Podcast Network. Uh, Make sure you subscribe to the podcast on YouTube, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, just wherever you find great podcasts, you can find the Tide Talk Podcast. Make sure you uh, jump in the uh, comment section below on YouTube. Answer the question of the day. Is Tennessee Alabama's biggest rivalry? Why, Why for yes or in for no? Answer that right now. We certainly appreciate that. All right, Jake, if you don't have anything else to add, we're going to hop off tonight, and uh, hopefully Alabama can get them a a big win tomorrow against the Tennessee Volunteers. Absolutely. And uh, next week we hope we don't look like zombies on here because I think we're both exhausted. I'm I'm exhausted, man. (laughs) Hey, hey, but we we powered through it. We were able to get through it. We said we were going to go 15 minutes, and like always, we're going to go for about about 30. (laughs) Yeah, absolutely. But it's fun, as always. It's fun. Hey, guys, we really appreciate everybody listening. Y'all take care and roll tide. Roll tide.